Hello, my friends. I'm so glad that you could join me today. Welcome back to another episode of Anything Goes. Hello, Anything Goes family. Just wanted to take this moment to remind you that if you like this podcast and you'd like to see it continue to grow and improve, um, I welcome you to become a monthly supporter to the podcast. You can do so at anchor.fm forward slash Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H hyphen or dash Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N, and the number three. There on that page, you'll find a button that says support. If you click on that button, you can become a monthly supporter to the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. The choice is up to you. And if you decide that you want to be a supporter larger than that, or you'd like to do a one-time gift, then you can click on that other button that says message, and I can certainly arrange that with you. And as always, my friends, I always love hearing from you, so if you'd like to send me a hello, you can click on that message button and let me know, or if you'd like to be considered for a podcast, or if you have an idea for a podcast, send me a message. I always love hearing from you, my friends. Hello friends, it's been a minute since we've talked. The last conversation you had from me was with a wonderful chat I had with my good friend, Kelsey. I hope you've gotten a chance to listen to those, to the three-part podcast that was our conversation. Um, I think there's a lot of great conversation that we had there, and certainly I hope that you will connect with her if you are looking for a more meaningful, healthy way to go about bettering your life and diet and nutrition. And certainly she is a great person to talk to for that. She is, uh, she's not going to be one to browbeat you. Uh, and she's very good at what she does. All of that being said, I just wanted to do a quick little, uh, chat session with y'all to let you know, first of all, uh, I know that my podcasts of late have been, um, or you haven't heard from me as much lately, and that's just been for a few different reasons. Uh, One, it's the holidays, and so it always, even during COVID, gets a little more uh, chaotic than usual. And two, I've had some issues I've had to tend, tend to in my own life and amongst friends and family. Um, had a student that I was teaching last year that uh, I'm not exactly sure if she died from COVID, but from what I've heard, it seems as though that may have been the case. Um, and then uh, a good friend of mine, his father unexpectedly passed away. And there's been a few other issues that have come up. So, you know, as life tends to be, <laughs> We, we, we don't have the opportunity to tell life, uh, can you hold off on that for a while? I have other things to do. We just have to take it as it comes. And I'm sure in the year that never ends, 2020, although it will end, um, we can all relate to that. Uh, all kinds of things have occurred that we weren't expecting and we've had to just adapt to them. That said, um, so I say that to say um, that's why there's been a little more delay than usual, Um, and there will be a little more delay towards this last part of the year. Um, As the holidays tend to be, they're still a little busy, and there's things going on and getting ready for the new year and what sort of things we're going to be tending to, and certainly now that we see that there are vaccines out and they are starting to distribute, And at least here in the U.S., we've already seen that they are starting to administer some. Uh, We have a great glimmer of hope that um, 
maybe by this time next year, uh, not just here, but throughout the, the world, we can start getting back to living life a little more uh, as we've known it. Uh, whatever normal will be at this point, we don't know for sure, but at least, you know, a little more normal. I, I, I can certainly say for myself that I am looking forward to connection again, to being able to visit with friends, to being able to go to a nice restaurant with my wife and not have to worry about um, distance and if people are wearing their masks properly, where it's hanging under their nose or under their chin or off of an ear or something like that. Um, I think, uh, I think we'll all be glad for, for that coming back and having these vaccines done and moving on with life. At the same point, we have all walked through a historic point in many of our lives. For some who may be, uh, listening in who are um, a bit older, maybe you're one of those survivors who went through the Spanish flu and uh, you are still with us here and have now gone through two pandemics. Uh, first of all, that's amazing. And I am I hope that your genetics have been passed on because that is some resiliency. Um Second, I'm sure that you can understand how life can get altered after a, a massive pandemic. And for those of us who have never been through one, like myself, um, I think we all come out of this, if we've taken the opportunity to do so, we come out of this a little more learned, a little more uh, understanding of what matters in life, like what really matters. Um, in fact, it reminds me of what I've been seeing lately, which has been that I've been having some conversations with friends of late, um, just reconnecting with people, people realizing that connection, uh, the value of connection, uh, now that we haven't been able to do it as easily during, you know, COVID, uh, I think we've begun to realize that. And, and my hope is that this has been something that I'm not just witnessing locally, but uh, not just throughout the U.S., but throughout the globe. Um, I'm hoping that that is the case, that this pandemic has hopefully helped us to uh, recognize what matters more in life. Um, and also to realize that business does not always have to operate as we have known it. Um, I have friends who their companies shifted to remote working. And um, a good friend of mine uh, does remote work entirely, 100% of his work he does remotely uh, from home. Uh, and I think, I think that's great. I think for some people that is a great way to do their job, especially for people who have children and maybe can't afford like daycare or things like that. It gives them the flexibility to take care of life without it putting extra strain on them by having to make that journey to work and back and wondering if their kids are okay and, and the extra expenses of having to hire someone to tend to the kids, even though I'm sure for those of you that have children who have had to do um, online school, I'm sure you might have some feelings about how that would work and whether or not you want to continue doing that. But nevertheless, uh, there are benefits there. And honestly, I think there's been benefits for businesses as well. Uh, if we're honest, if you can remove your, your employees, as many of them out of the office and put them at home, as long as they can actually show the responsibility and accountability to keep up with work, um, it saves you money. You don't have to have as much office space, which means you don't have to lease as much office space or have as big of a building. Maybe you just need to have a server bank and a few little offices, corporate stuff, maybe things like that. I think our pandemic year has shown us that business does not have to operate as usual. And this is nothing new for me. I've said this many a times, and I'll continue to say it. The worst 
phrase I could ever hear a company tell me, and I've heard them say it to me before in consulting them, is that's the way we've always done it. Because that phrase essentially says, I'm not changing. I know what I know, and I know what I need to know, and I don't have to change anything in order to keep going forward. And as you've heard me say before, that, that kind of thinking uh, carries a tremendous amount of hubris because that says, I have built something so well that it can withstand the test of time. And as you and I know, especially going through a pandemic year, uh, there are things that can shake your systems to the core and unfortunately can bring them toppling down. I've certainly seen that here in the U.S., and I'm sure perhaps in some of your countries you've seen the same, where the pandemic may have caused some wonderful small to mid-sized companies that were around to no longer be around, to no longer exist anymore. And that's unfortunate. But that's also a good reminder that nothing, nothing, is 100% impervious. Nothing can withstand the test of time like that. And so I think the same is true here, right? We, we, we recognize that um, that's the way we've always done it is not the way we want to look at things. We want to think about how can we improve things? How can we make it better? And I think businesses have a wonderful opportunity right now to do so, to do so in a way that's effective, a way that can be more cost-effective and might even improve the morale of their workforce. Uh, I know for myself, um, I would feel that way, and I know that there are others I know who are doing remote work, who are doing the work well, and are enjoying being able to be at home not having to worry about wearing a suit and tie constantly, um, which I'm one of those people. I can wear a suit. Uh, I got used to that uh, in the military and having to wear a uniform and all of that. And then obviously being out and working some corporate type work. But I will be perfectly honest in saying I am not a fan of it. I am much more a fan of the, uh, even though I know there's some unpopularity about it, it's not about the person's politics or practices, I'm just looking at the person as far as fashion. I'm more of a Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg kind of business clothing situation. I'm, I'm much happier being in jeans and a sweater or jeans and a t-shirt and hoodie or something like that. And that's my particular view. I really... Well, it's not just my view, honestly. Um, I've heard John McAfee of McAfee Antivirus that uh, he's been one of a few people who have said he doesn't care what a person wears. He doesn't care whether they have a mohawk that's bright green, if they got tattoos, because that doesn't matter. What he cares about is how good they are at the job he hires them to do. And I'm of the same mindset. What you wear should not be as critical, in fact, it shouldn't be critical at all, about how well you do your job. Um, and I, I, if I'm honest, I feel that the whole practice of having to wear suits when you're doing business meetings because, I don't know, it's considered to be more professional, I think, and I'm just going to be brutally honest about it, I think it's archaic and unnecessary. It is old world business thinking and we are 2020 going into 2021 uh, we are not in old world business thinking we're not shouldn't be good old boy club kind of uh, situations anymore and so that being the case uh, I feel things like clothing really shouldn't make a difference on how well we do business or not so, to my point, I think it's quite possibly a, a good morale boost for a company's workforce 
if they are able to downsize and move more people. And when I say downsize, I mean office space, not their workforce. Um, and move more people to working remotely from home if possible. Uh, because I think it would be, it, it is more freeing. I would feel much more comfortable. And in fact, I did when I was having to finish my school year that I was teaching before I got laid off. Um, I felt way more comfortable being at home teaching from home because I could tend to things that I needed to. I was more relaxed. Um, I could check in on my students and the bathroom was just right there. So I didn't have to worry about walk down a few hallways in a building to get to the bathroom and come back and make sure a student is keeping an eye on the classroom to make sure things are going to plan. As you know, the saying as the, when the cat's away, the mouse will play. Uh, I don't have to worry about those things. And, and so I would say, even though there were some stressors, I, I found it to be true that working from home really did improve my morale about work. And don't get me wrong, I love teaching, I like the education process, I like training people in general, I like psychology, I like the analysis of behavior and helping develop corpor uh, corporate cultures. Um, I like streamlining business thinking in that regard and helping things to improve. And even um, organizations that aren't necessarily all about business and for-profit kind of situations. Um, but so many times you can feel better about the job when you're able to be more comfortable. It's in fact one of the things I view as I've been trying to build my company out. I really don't care about the whole suit and tie situation. Um, I understand that in the world we are in, there are still some of the uh, old world thinking kind of practices that we still have to tend to at times. Um, but to me, clothing should not make a difference. And in fact, I think sometimes we penalize people, especially people of a lesser income level who may not be able to afford the fancy suit and tie situation. And we basically penalize them in the sense of employment for not being able to do that. Now, that's an issue all to itself, and so I won't go down that rabbit hole. But simply to say, uh, working from home, letting people do so, saves you money and I think also helps improve morale. Um, it's just my view on it. But hey, it's my show. I can say that. <laughs> Uh, speaking of my show, um, we will pick up on this in just a moment. I'm going to pause for a advertising break. And we are back. And by the way, if you have noticed in the background, it sounds a little different that is because this is literally, as I've called this, an off-the-cuff session. Um, while I don't have a fancy studio because I can't afford to get all the stuff set up to have a nice, clean sound studio where I can dampen the noise as well and all of that, um, I do have a microphone and um, I do have a box with some fabric to help dampen the noise. But I'm not around any of that right now, and I just wanted to do a quick chat session. So this is a little more uh, raw than usual. Um, but if there's one thing I know about y'all and my audience I have is you are quite gracious when it comes to a lot of that, which I'm appreciative of. Um, speaking of my audience, all of you, I wanted to say hello to all of you. Um, I'm just amazed that this continues to grow as it has um, we just keep getting new countries joining in. I think now I have, the last I checked, I think there's 13 different countries listening in all over the globe. Uh, and I am just amazed by that. I'm thankful and amazed. Um, I'm hoping <laughs> either support from the audience improves or I get more sponsorships. Uh, so that I can start to grow this a little more. I, I've got some ideas in place on how to build a, uh, put a website together for the show and maybe some ideas for some merchandise that might be fun. Um, 
and also perhaps putting together a Patreon page. I'm not sure, but something like that, maybe. Uh, but all of that requires um, money to get some of that stuff put together. Uh, so hoping I can get all of that moving forward. But in that, I know that what y'all are doing with joining in and continuing to be on this conversation with me, these uh, this show, uh, that is a big step. To me, it is one of the most tremendous and amazing things. And it is, it has been one of my biggest motivators is knowing that even though I don't have the money to pay for this show to be advertised, uh, and I don't have a fancy studio, I don't have any of that kind of stuff. I still have this growing audience from all over the world, from Australia to the Philippines to South Africa to Europe to um, what Mexico, Canada, uh, all over Europe, northern, southern, western, eastern. <laughs> uh, it's just I'm amazed at how many listening in, and I'm so thankful for all of you. Uh, and it just really touches my heart that that's the case, given the fact that I'm not in a position to, you know, pay for fancy agencies to promote this show and to make it get even larger audience. It's just little old me doing a show and I still have friends joining in. It's a, it's a source of pride for me that that is the case. Granted, I won't be able to sustain it on that, but it is still a source of pride for me. Nevertheless, I digress. Um, before the break, I was talking about the whole idea of business fashion and how that's something that being at home changes, uh, and to some extent at least. Um, and I hope that it continues to change. Um, I don't think we should be as concerned about what someone wears as opposed to how good they do their job. Uh, I would much rather have someone that's got crazy mohawk but can do the job amazingly than someone who dresses sharply fashionably, whatever you want to call it, and gives me a mediocre performance on their job. It's just my view, but that's the view I carry, and that's the view I wish to keep even with my own company as it grows, hopefully as it grows, um, is I'm more interested in how skilled and, you know, the good skills that a person has as opposed to what they wear. And if you want to wear a suit, you can, but you don't have to. Uh, you want to wear jeans and a hoodie? Great. Nevertheless, this is an off-the-cuff show, so I haven't really got any particular plans about what I was going to talk about. I just wanted to reconnect with you because I know it has been a little bit, and um, and it's been a while since I've done a, a late evening show. It's uh, 2 a.m., a little after 2 a.m. as I'm recording this one, but I didn't want to go to bed without first connecting with my friends and just saying hello and I'm thinking about you and I hadn't forgotten about all of you. I've just been tending to life and the holidays and, uh, you know, enjoying some quality time with my wife and those sorts of things. Uh, that said, it's been interesting things going on. I'm I'm sure some of you, if if not many of you, are familiar with these um, mysterious art installations that have been showing up in different places, uh, these monoliths, as they've been calling them. I don't necessarily refer to it as a monolith. I get why they call it that. But being a person who is, you know, classically trained in the arts as a sculptor who has two degrees in that... Um, I don't necessarily consider a hollow steel form as being monolithic in my mind. I get that the definition does fall for that, or that does fall under that definition. However, I think of it more as a structure. It's more structural to me. Um, nevertheless, uh, it's interesting seeing these sorts of things happen because here we are in pandemic and I think these are indications of people saying, I, I know that times are crazy, but let's, 
let's put a little fun in the world. Let's put a little intrigue, a little mystery, a little something to focus on other than the crazy stuff that's going on. And certainly, if you're here in the U.S. or you've been following what's been happening with the election process here in the U.S., uh, there's been plenty of crazy to be had. Um, I think this is the first time, even talking to uh, friends and colleagues who are uh, older than I am, who have seen more about of, of these electoral processes than I have, just because you know they've been alive longer, um, have also shared the fact that this has been the most bizarre election process uh, we've seen here in the U.S. Um, it's been interesting for me as well. Obviously, I, I don't talk a lot about what I did specifically in the military because a lot of that stuff is still under lock and key, if you will. Uh, but what I can say is... Um, some of the stuff I was trained on in the military, it was interesting seeing what was happening during this election cycle because it really brought to mind some of the things I was trained in in regard to information and how information is used and how information can um, sway opinion, whether by it being uh, explicit or implicit in the information it gives or how it gives it. Uh, in other words, um, one doesn't have to give an outright lie in order for a lie to exist. It can be implicit or explicit. Um, lies of omission, you could say. Um, and I, with what I did, I was seeing so many things that were really interesting to me uh, in the election cycle. Um, and I know that there are people listening who are of, I guess, both viewpoints, whether blue or red here in the U.S., whether, I guess, Democrat, Republican, or whatnot. Um, I'm not really arguing one side or the other. What I'm simply saying is um, I, I have seen things in this election cycle that were things I knew of in the military um, and, and for me, it was a bit concerning because of what I was seeing. Um, and the evidence of that was in what we began to see in the, uh, in society, in our society here, the, the divisiveness of it, the bitterness, the, the kinds of ugly things in humanity that were brought to the surface and in some ways even uh, encouraged were quite alarming to me. Um, and it really kind of got me thinking about when I was in the military. One of the things that I had as part of my oath was to protect the country against enemies, both domestic and foreign. And the key factor in that that, I, that was alarming to me was domestic. Uh, because here, for the first time in my life, and even talking to those that were older than me, the first time in their lives for people that, when I say older than me, I'm talking about in this case, specifically those that are older that are veterans as well, um, who were looking at this situation going, for the first time, we saw what looked like a president who was acting a bit, if not a lot, like a domestic uh, enemy. And that's quite concerning. Uh, it's quite concerning as a veteran who, you know, served honorably and defended this country um, to see that people have the right to have freedom, and to have the right to speak their mind and, and be free and to engage in things that don't exist in every place in the world. Um, it was concerning to see uh, what looked like elements of totalitarian kind of viewpoints, uh, tyrannical viewpoints. Um, having friends who are Jewish that I spoke with, uh, especially those who had family that were Holocaust survivors, um, 
it was interesting hearing the conversation, not surprising, but interesting to hear that there was concerns with some of the rhetoric that was being put out by our now uh, late president, or not late president, but uh, I don't know what, exiting president, I guess. I can't think of the best way to put that. Um, maybe late is not the best term. We typically use that when someone has passed away and he is very much alive. <laughs> um, but there was this rhetoric that was used that just, it did not promote the best in our society. And as you've heard me say before, I'm not really one side or the other. I don't really... Uh, my particular view on politics is that um, no one's got the perfect solution. Granted, if anyone were to come saying they have the perfect solution for humanity, run away. Um, they are a danger. But nonetheless, the rhetoric that was being seen there, uh, talking to some of my Jewish friends, especially those who have had relatives that were Holocaust survivors, um, it was very alarming because some of the rhetoric that was being put out there and some of the things coming up in culture and in American society were very reminiscent of what we saw in the development of Nazism and Nazi Germany. And that's definitely not a place you want to find yourself. Um, Especially, I think about that here as, you know, here we are also, for those that are practicing uh, Judaism, or at least even the customs of it, maybe you grew up that way, here it is the, uh, at least where I am, the seventh night of the eight nights of um, Hanukkah. And so, you know, here you're thinking about how, you know, the oil never ran out, the, the, the miracle of the oil and, and the survival of a people. And so, I, you know, it's fresh on your mind thinking about that and yet seeing a rhetoric that exists that is very strikingly similar at times in the rhetoric to the sorts of things that um, Adolf Hitler would say. Very scary, very concerning. Um, and having friends that are in Canada and other places, uh, people that are in different areas of society, those who are more, you know, working class to, I guess, what you would call white collar here, and even those that are in the higher end, my friends that are in acting or music and things like that. Uh, it's been interesting hearing from all these different areas and age ranges uh, how concerned people were about what they were seeing in the presidency um, and the 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 way it was kind of inflammatory to society. And certainly the, uh, the way they were handling the whole COVID-19 situation here. Um, I'll sum it up by essentially saying there were many things that were concerning about what we saw. And so I'll, I'll wrap that up by saying, thank goodness it's almost done. And here's to hoping that the next uh, presidency here at the U.S. Um, is better than what we had before, mainly because I'm ready to see our society. And just as my podcast is, the intention is to try and help people to consider that even in differing points of view, there is a way to be respectful and good to each other, even if you don't agree. Uh, there can still be honor uh, amongst opposing kings or whatever. Um, I'm ready to see our country heal, both physically from things like COVID-19, um, and also emotionally, psychologically, uh, from the very traumatic year that 2020 has been, and really, I would say, a good chunk of the last four of these last four years of this last presidency. Um, I am ready to see leadership that will encourage uh, more unity 
amongst people and will take disease seriously and not be so uh, lackadaisical about it. Uh, I'm ready to see happy times again. I'm ready for all of us to be able to reconnect with those we love and those we care about. Um, and even down to the simple things like being able to go to a friend's house and visit. Uh, there are people that I could not visit because I knew that their practices were not safe. Um, and even though they were friends, um, I could not take their uh, poor choices Despite how much I cared about them, I could not put myself and my family at risk simply to see them when there weren't good practices in play. Um, so I'm ready for all the vaccination stuff to be done so that I can see friends again. Um, and hopefully those friends who have had those viewpoints have uh, learned from the errors of their ways and hopefully without it being at a high cost. Um... I'm ready to see all of us care about each other's lives again, whether we talk about black lives, if we're talking about those sorts of issues that have arisen, um, and they're not new. This is something that's gone on for quite some time. Uh, this, this dialogue has been a long-lasting dialogue, much as I've said as being an artist, that the, the discussion on what art is um, is a, practically a conversation as old as time. Um, but I'm, I'm ready to see so much of the hurt and, and wounding that has occurred to be healed. I'm certainly hoping to see political people who have been voted into office um, find their spines and stand for what's true and what's, what matters to all of their constituency, not just those who pay them the most. Um, I'm ready to see the leadership here actually be leaders and find their backbones. Um, it would not be anything that I would feel any shame in saying, given what I did in the military and how I feel about the stuff I've had to endure in my life. I don't have a lot of room for cowardice. And there's nothing I tend to abhor more than cowardice. And I have seen a lot of cowardice within our political leaders. And I am ready to see strong, um, positive, healthy, unifying leadership at all levels of the leadership scale, meaning from the national to the state and local government, city, whatnot. Uh, people who are doing as they ought to for their entire constituency. Um, and thinking about, as cliche as it is to say this phrase, the, the greater good. My friends, I know that what you hear me talk about with some of these may not really have much relevance to where you are. And I, I, I get that. I know that some topics can make sense no matter what part of the world we're in because we're all human. And some aspects of humanity ring true no matter where you're from. But I also recognize that some aspects of humanity, as I know it, are not going to be true to where you are. And because I know that you are an audience that is from all over the globe, and you have different points of view about it. You may not even agree with my views on some of the political things I've said. It's perfectly fine. As long as you're decent, I don't mind. Um, that's the whole point of this podcast, is that we can have differing points of view and still be good to each other. Um, still show respect for one another. Still care for each other's lives. Still want the best for each other, even if we don't agree. You know, aside from the usual stuff that I think we would all agree upon, if your intent is to, you know, blow something up, then we probably um, have some bigger issues than just uh, 
political point of view, perhaps. <laughs> uh, those are issues that require a little more intervention, you could say. Uh, nevertheless, regardless of that point, I value the fact that I do have um, this beautiful audience that is you from all over the world, um, who, who at least I'm going to assume are here listening because, and continuing to listen because you like the idea of it. You may not necessarily agree with everything I have to say, and that's fine. I'm not going to agree with everything anyone says, and I don't expect that they're going to agree with everything I always say. I'm, I'm not perfect, and no one is. Um, but it's still amazing to me that here it is in this tiny little microcosm, and I know that's super redundant, but oh well, um, which is anything goes. This is a tiny little mirror that shows that it's possible for people from different walks of life, different points of view, different places in the world, different cultures, different faiths, whatever you want to point to, are able to come together, even in this tiny little podcast, and say, we all want to come together and, and tune into this. We all find something we like and appreciate in this. Like I said, I don't care what it is that, that makes you like being here. I know, as I've said before, some people say that my voice is relaxing to them, and it helps them to relax and maybe even fall asleep. Some people might be offended by that. I'm not. If, if my voice is the one thing that gives you some calm and some peace and helps you to fall asleep, and that brings you some peace that you need in life, who am I to be bothered by that? I'm flattered. I'm flattered that I can bring you that kind of peace. Um, it doesn't bother me. Uh, if you just like the fact that I have good intonation and it's something easy to listen to, that's fine. If you like the fact that I try to keep the show fairly positive and fairly clean so that you know it's suitable for work or school or whatever and you don't have to feel embarrassed about, oh, whoops, I hope everyone didn't hear that, that's great too. I want this to be something that many can enjoy and find something of interest in. That's why I talk about anything from video games to movies to politics to whatever. But I try to keep things positive as much as I can. Um, because life is not just about the dark situations of life. A good painting uses both the light and dark colors to create contrast. Um, but it's not one or the other. It's, it's, um, it's not either or. It's both and. And uh, so I'm glad for having you all here. And I'm, I, I'm so proud of the fact that we can do that because to me that inspires some hope to me that if we can come together globally about this tiny little show... Um, and come to agreement about things we all appreciate or can find enjoyment in from uh, some random guy in the U.S. who decided to do a podcast because some friends said you should do it. Um, to me, that says that it, we are, as human beings, capable of being kind and respectful and, uh, and celebrating the things that we are in common with, have in common with each other instead of criticizing and beating each other down about the things we don't have in common. Um, because I, I like to think we have far more in common than we don't have in common. Uh, we're all human beings, and if there's anything I've learned from my interest and in studies in psychology, it is that human behavior, there is a lot about it that we have in common no matter where we're from on this planet because we're human and there are just some things that seem to be rather uh, inherent to that. Oh, well, friends, like I said, this was just going to be a kind of off-the-cuff little chat session. Uh, so I might have a few more that come out by the end of the year. I might not. Um... I may put together a New Year's uh, 
playlist, uh, and that may be a Spotify exclusive session where I may have some music that goes. I don't know. I'm still debating how to go with some of that. But I will say that next year my intention is to continue to move forward with Anything Goes. And I'm hoping as the vaccines roll out and people are able to get back to life and business gets moving again, I'm hoping that as you're able to, that you might consider being a monthly supporter of this podcast, even if it's just 99 cents a month. Um, it, it goes a long way in helping me to continue to improve the quality of this, to, uh, to create things that you can enjoy with it, to create some merchandise, so maybe you can have a little something that, uh, you know, you like about it. Because I know there's things, I've had people point out that phrases I've already gotten, such as, but I digress. Um, I'm aware, um, and so, you know, maybe that's something I turn into, merch. Uh, I'm still debating on some of that. But if you're able to be a supporter it helps me to keep this going. It helps me to improve my equipment and to improve my studio space. And by that, I mean actually having a studio space um, to do my podcasts in an environment where the sound can be controlled better and the audio can be mixed better so you don't have as much um, background noise uh, going on. Uh, I'll always keep it more raw and true. I don't want to make it overly produced. I'm not trying to create something that's so sterile. I, I love having some of the humanity there, but at the same point, I would love to be able to make this show a little more, a little more professional, a little more clean, uh, a little easier for me to produce than, um, than with a cell phone and a, a microphone. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad to be able to have that, but I have much more uh, I have bigger plans for how I want this to grow than just what it is right now. So that all said, I hope that as things get better and your your situations get better, if you really appreciate what this show has done for you, whatever that is, um, and you're able to, when you're able to, um, I, I really hope you'll consider being a monthly supporter to the show. Or if you want to do a one-time gift, you can do that as well. Um, I won't say no. It helps me to grow and it helps me to keep the show moving forward and gives me the freedom financially to be able to continue to focus on this show and to create good content. Um, that all said, my dear friends from all over the world, <laughs> thank you so much once again for being with me on this journey that I started this year uh, unexpectedly. Um, I hadn't planned on being in podcasting. I didn't think I would ever do it. Um, but I also didn't think I would find myself uh, laid off from a job and unemployed and needing to figure out what to do next. Um, and having friends that thankfully were encouraging me to consider doing podcasting because they felt I had a, a voice for radio, which I don't know if that's true, but maybe it is. Uh, if I look at how many of you are listening in, maybe there's some truth to that. <laughs> um, if we don't, if you don't hear from me before the holidays are over and you are celebrating Christmas or some other holiday, I guess for, as I mentioned earlier, for those that are celebrating Hanukkah even, uh, or Kwanzaa or whatever it is, whatever else it is that you might be celebrating during this time, uh, I wish you a safe and enjoyable holiday season um, please, by all means, friends, continue to be safe. Keep your masks covered over your nose and mouth. Wear them properly, because I know that none of you have filters built into your noses other than the same thing all of us have, and it doesn't work, which is our cilia. It's there, it's helpful, the nose hairs are helpful, but they don't block the COVID. <laughs> so let us continue to keep our masks on and keep our social distancing so that all of us, as much as we can, can be alive and well next year as well. And I look forward to seeing all of you after the holidays, uh, or at least being able to continue this conversation with you. Um, who knows, maybe one day I might be able to see some of y'all and put together events where 
we can all gather together. Maybe even virtually. That would be fun. Um, and to uh, have you all here and knowing that you're safe and sound and you didn't have COVID and have uh, chronic issues from it. Uh, so let's continue to keep safe. Let's continue, friends, to move in the direction of unity and kindness and respect for one another, even when we don't see things the same way, especially when we don't see things the same way. Um, and I know we can do it. If this tiny little podcast is any example of it, then it's possible. Um, so, dear friends, stay safe. Uh, be kind. Enjoy the holiday season if you have one you're celebrating. Uh, connect with loved ones. Nothing is more valuable than our our relationships, our our friendships, our our family that we make and and have. Um, and here's to next year being ten freaking times better than what it was this year. Here's to vaccines working and getting beyond this pandemic. Here's to business coming back and in a better way than it was before the pandemic. Here's to more fun conversations on this podcast and to a growing and wonderful audience around the globe. I love you all. I'm so thankful to have you on this show joining in with me each time. I'm glad that I'm able to bring you some sort of enjoyment and peace. Um, and we will see you soon. In the meantime, continue to be curious and to learn. Always be good to one another. Find reasons to be kind. And we will talk to you next time, my dear friends. <laughs>